and welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner, and this is my podcast, where every episode we make a playlist for a specific life event, moment, or occasion, always with a special guest. And today we're making a playlist for a varsity football. We're making a playlist with my special guest, Jeffrey Craner. Hi, Eliza. Hey. Hey. Hi. I'm, hi. How? What are we? How? So it's a. It's a. It's a, This is an entire football movie we're making a playlist for yeah i thought so yeah we uh you and i uh, like maybe like eight or nine years ago in new york city had some Mm -hmm. uh conversation at a bar about uh you love sports movies Uh and i i dislike them only because i love sports and they're often uh terrible uh at accuracy of sports however i love youthful sports movies the 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 high school football movie the young baseball movie i think that was the thing that um uh, friday night lights Mm-hmm. got right or at least strove to get right yeah where they were like we're gonna show you real stuff or we're just not gonna show you anything right. we're not gonna do like cartoony versions right i think yeah but then again i don't know much about real sports so they could have fooled me yeah they could do anything they do backflips and football games it's amazing yeah um yeah i i i think when we were talking about the the theme for this playlist i sent you the phrase I'm now the varsity quarterback. Which yes. Is like I'm the captain now. I, it was, it was <laughs> under the, my wife and I just drove across the country from New York to LA last month and uh, we were doing a lot of little playlists and I, I put on one that was basically just songs that make you feel like a teenager uh-huh. and uh, they were like roller skating songs and things, but kind of the order in which they were sort of playing out, I was like, this sounds like a, almost like a high school football movie soundtrack in mm-hmm. my head and it's just songs that like bring you the ups and downs of of those high emotions when you're when you're a youth and when what's depicted in a football movie. Yeah, I mean you got to have big emotions for a song yeah. and teenagers got those in spades. Yeah. So. One one moment I feel super tough and another I feel in love and another moment I feel like oh I'm the terrible person that I wish I could have told her the right thing. Mm-hmm. And um I still feel those at age 44. <laughs> That's where we're at. Um but but I think I think as you grow up it's n- Maybe you feel them, or I won't speak for you, maybe people feel them slightly less because they're used to them. Mm -hmm. But more than that, I think we know that there's something else coming. I think like when you're a teenager, you're like, this is it. And then when you get a little older, you're like, this is right now. Mm -hmm. And it still sucks or feels great or whatever feeling it is, but... So there's another page. It's going to yeah. turn. You have more patience to just sit with that feeling and let that feeling be its yeah. own thing and know that, yeah, you're going to turn a corner mm-hmm. at some point. And as you said, we know each other from New York a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, you uh, people might know you from your podcast, Welcome to Night Vale, and the books that have mm-hmm. sprung forth from it. Sure. Yes, which yes. you created. Uh, yeah, co-created. Uh, co-created with Joseph Fink, yep. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Uh, I was doing, uh, when I met you, I was doing the New York Neo-Futurist Theater Company yes. in, in New York City. And I met through that um, a man named Cecil Baldwin, who was the voice of Welcome to Night Vale, and another guy named Joseph Fink, uh, who uh, took our workshops and volunteered a lot and was just an all-around great guy and came to a lot of our shows. And Joseph and I became really fast friends over writing hmm. and uh, we wrote and produced a play together in New York City and it was a lot of fun but it was a ton of money and a lot of work for basically six performances at St. Mark's Church that's live performance yep and <laughs> that was 2010 2011 and we 
we started falling in love with podcasts at the time. So we were both listening to a ton, a ton of podcasts. And at the end of the run of that show, we were like, let's do a podcast. And when we realized how much cheaper it was Mm -hmm. to do that, um, we just started Welcome to Nightville. And at the time, nobody was really kind of doing long form, like serial fiction story. There were a couple uh, variations on that. But um, we just thought, well, let's do that. Because we can't do what stop podcasting yourself does we can't do what jordan jesse go do we can't do what roman mars does uh, mm-hmm. we don't have those skills but we can write and we'll do that yeah and that's a skill that a lot of other people don't have <laughs> so capitalize on that that's right um and you created this uh spooky town mm-hmm. it's super spooky and, and sort of calming <laughs> uh, when we first started touring it was really odd because then you you get to meet fans. Like then you're doing live theater again, where you actually have interaction after a show, and people tell you exactly how they feel. And um, <laughs> and it was great because everyone was very positive. But we started getting a lot of people saying, "I love your show. It uh, I, it puts me to sleep." <laughs> and it took me oh, a while wow. to take that as a compliment. <laughs> I started like I really did really worry the first few times I heard that, and then over time I realized like that's a really great compliment because they want to. They want to hear our show because it comforts them. It yeah, it's soothes. soothing. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I feel like that's true of a lot of late night radio, which is kind of what it's based on. Mm-hmm. Um, that, was it Coast to Coast? Yep. Yeah, where you you, you would li- you'd listen because you're interested, but then it was okay when you were falling asleep, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and the nice thing about a podcast is that you can... Uh, go back and listen to it on purpose the next day. If you're like, oh, I fell asleep at a certain point. <laughs> right, right. Let's find out what happened with that UFO. Right. Um, cool. And yeah, we, we met when you were involved in the Neo-Futurists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was dating a guy who was involved in the Neo-Futurists. Right. So I came to a lot of the shows. Yeah. I was around all the time. Uh, that makes me sound like just a girlfriend. I had my own shit going on, listeners. You had I Eat Pandas? I did, yeah. the show I was you doing had? I Eat yeah, Pandas. I came to see that a couple of times. Yeah. yeah it was great. Yeah, musical improv as usual mm-hmm. um but i think i still think the neo future is so is so fascinating and interesting it's um as i remember it uh everything is taking you don't play a character mm-hmm. you are in the place that you were in on the stage you're like in that moment and go yeah <laughs> like that, that's about it that's it yep and you write from that place of pure honesty and you don't uh you don't suspend audience disbelief and uh, and then also we write short plays and we have a timer on stage. So we try to get through 30 plays in an hour um, mm-hmm. and they're all in a random order every night. So it kind of keeps you on your toes as a writer and a, uh, and a performer. Uh, it had no real Im- it had very few improv elements to it, which made it me as a writer and not really an actor much more comfortable. Because you uh, trust the words. Because you I knew trust what was going to happen. Because I'm the one who designed this like mm-hmm. everyone else. Uh, they can't can't fool me by making up a new character on the spot. How did you find neo-futurism and, and why? Like, what was attractive to you about it? Uh, back I mean, in, besides, I guess you found that in performing, it was yeah. very comfortable. <laughs> um, back in 2005, there was a time when I did not fly. I was super, I went about 10 years without getting on an airplane. And wow. if I went anywhere, if I went from New York or Massachusetts, where I used to live to, to Dallas, where my family is, uh, I would take a train, and I've even taken a bus before. I just, I was so terrified of flying. And one time I had taken a train uh, from uh, Massachusetts to uh, 
uh, to Boise, Idaho to visit other family. And on the way back, we stopped in Chicago and I decided just to make a full night in Chicago. And my friend Jen was there and she's like, you have to come see the show. And they're called the Neo-Futurists. I won't tell you what happens. Just come see the show with me. And I did. And it was so delightful. And they all these little short plays. And I had that moment of, I didn't realize theater could do this. Uh, there was one play called, uh, I think the the performer's name was Bilal Dardai. Bilal Dardai shares an uncomfortable continental breakfast with a member of the audience was the name of the play. <laughs> That's and the play started. So neo And Bilal just came down and set down a folding tray and then set out a croissant's coffee and orange juice for him and a member of the audience. And then he just sat there and read a newspaper. And every now and then he would look over the paper and just say, How's your breakfast? And they would respond. He would go, Okay. And he would look back at it. And that just went on for a couple minutes. And I thought, This is really beautiful. You could do so many amazing things with this. And, um, that was in 2005, and, and then uh, when, when I moved to New York in 06, I saw that the company, there was a company in New York, and they were holding auditions the month I arrived in New York, and I auditioned. It's fate. And got in, and was like, this is what I do now. Wow, right away, got got right in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I find it uh, a, a really cool mix of, like, theater and performance art, mm-hmm. and storytelling, and like it would, I mean, sometimes it would be a little bit more of one, a little bit more of the other, but all because like you were telling your own story or coming from your own actual point of view and yeah. being very um, transparent about that, which yeah. I think, I think it was, it's cool. It was fun to go from a play that might involve th- having audience members throw water balloons at you and it's all <laughs> laugh riot and uh, to the next moment where somebody has a really heartfelt monologue about their abusive relationship with a member of their family and it's so revealing and so honest and as an audience member you have to constantly sort of reset what's yeah. going to happen but you know that going in you have that rhythm of it's going to be 30 it's mm-hmm. going to be all these little plays so like even if something makes me uncomfortable for a moment something else is coming it's the same kind of thing in that feeling thing like you know there's another page yeah so it's all going to be okay yeah but this is a longer narrative that we are about to uh, embark on with this playlist. Are you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, the first song, and, and you you have emotional points for all of these, which I love. I, I'm so I so apologize for I just no. started dumping all of these things on you in my email. Do it. I mean, you know, my songs are going to be in there too. But great. We'll start with yours. Um. All right. Well, I will. So in, in as we said earlier, I, I was thinking about the idea of the high school football movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love sort of playing around with old tropes. So in this high school football movie that I designed in my head as I was making <laughs> thinking of songs for this playlist, I was like, uh, we're going to have uh, the, 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 new, the new star quarterback that everybody's counting on to win state is, is a girl. We'll call her Anna. That's high up in the alphabet. I like it. Great. And uh, Anna is going to be the new quarterback. And there's a lot of that feeling of like, oh, can a girl win? at football can girl play football uh but this girl can totally play at football and um so she's going to uh she's going to prove it in 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 early practice or maybe the first game of the year we kind of get the the early montage that proves all these people wrong and we get uh the song the real thing by audra may and the almighty sound I love that in your story you've decided that she's already the quarterback. She already is. We don't have to see her figure out how to become her, break down those walls. No. She's that good. She already is. Like, we're 
we're already past in like when you break tropes, you're like, well, I don't want to struggle with the idea of like, should a girl even be on the football team? Let's just jump to the question of like, is what this happens girl, when she is? Is this girl good enough to get us to state? Mm-hmm. And that's really it. So we'll we'll just already jump ahead to a much higher level of question. Yeah, and it, yeah, because otherwise it's Rudy, right? It's otherwise. Can, no. can she make it onto the field? Yes. <laughs> now she's on the field. Can she be the best on the field? Right. right. Yeah. We don't want a Rudy situation. That would be really boring for like a girl playing football story. Yeah. I mean, it's already boring as a boy playing football story, but it's uh. Um, yeah, it would be, it would feel really pathetic. I think. And how, why this song? Uh, the, I'm not super familiar with Audra May. I have a couple of her albums, uh, but I, I just sort of like this kind of like big band rockabilly country music kind of sound that she has. Most of her songs are kind of tough. A few are a little self-deprecating, but they're, they're really, they, they really you feel strong. You listen to her music and you feel like, yeah, I feel like driving a little faster on this highway today. <laughs> and uh, I just like the driving beat of it. I, I'm having grown up in Texas. Uh, I don't consider myself an expert in any form of music, but uh, sort of country music is just sort of in the DNA. It's I just feel kind like. of the, the yeah. background beat of everything. Yeah, I kind of gravitate towards it. And I, I like songs with a with more drive, more beat to them. When you were growing up, did you realize that or was that just the color of the sky? I think it was just the color of the sky. Like I didn't really, I'm, I'm, I'm such a music dummy. Like I've never really, <laughs> I never went to a ton of concerts when I was, when I was young. Um, but uh, I sort of followed whatever just sounded good. And so for a while I was in like in the early 90s, I was very much into early 90s hip hop suddenly and then i uh and then i was into uh before right before that i was into hair metal and kind of like tailing off into guns and roses i hated grunge and then somewhere I was about in the, to say where did the grunge the grunge was supposed to go in between those two it wasn't until like college when i was like oh this is actually really good and i started <laughs> listening to a lot of grunge and then i really just fell out of love with it and i sort of had a dark period in the late 90s and early aughts and but uh yeah just kind of whatever whatever was, sounds good was glam metal like big in texas at that time also or were you a weirdo no it was pretty big because i grew up in the suburbs of dallas so it wasn't you weren't country country you were suburban which meant like the you know the same as most of the suburbs all over yeah yeah kind of it uh kind of was and my my stepbrother was really into that and he was uh you know, it was stuff you played at the skating rink in Forney, Texas, and Ooh. in a neighborhood with like T tops on blocks and things like that. Yeah, it was just I that mean, was it. You're talking my language. <laughs> uh, I love a skating rink. Mm-hmm. I love a love story that begins waiting in line for a roller coaster someplace. Yep. Uh, and all of those I associate with hair metal. Yep. Um, and yeah, my dream car is a is a T top. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't think I'll ever. I don't think I'll ever make it. Or maybe I'll allow my dream to change. Whatever. The next song. So we see her on the field. Mm-hmm. She's doing it. Um, I just. I want with more of that. This is "Open Heart Surgery" by uh, Beth Dio. Yeah, she's making plays. She's a fucking football player. Yeah. But she's also a woman. Yeah. She's maybe not she's less like, of either. Maybe she's leading a workout at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or she's like getting spotted by somebody. Yeah. Don't oh. they do? Don't they do that? They get yeah, spotted yeah, by yeah. people while yeah, they like the work USC out. Yeah, the USC coach is on the sideline, being like, "Yeah, show me oh, more." Oh, I meant like uh, as she worked out, like she's she's lifting lifting a what do you call them a, a weight, and yeah. someone's like, "Yeah, you can do that," and that spotting oh, them I in see. that oh, way. Oh, I see. But, I was thinking recruiters from. Uh, yeah, she's gonna. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's better. Yours is better. Because it know. adds to the stakes of the story. 
where it's like not only can she win for the team, but like, does she have a future here? Yeah. Is this going to be what pulls her out of the situation? Yeah. Which, of course, it's a sports movie. It's not good. No. You can't start with a good situation in a sports movie. No, you can't. I also just uh, unfortunately admitted that I've never been in a weight room before. <laughs> uh, well, I've never been scouted. Okay. Uh, yeah. So there yeah. we go. I was one time when I first started visiting L.A., um, I was walking my friend's dog through Runyon Canyon, which, of course, is the infamous uh, place where people uh, hike and uh, talk industry in LA. It's like the industry hiking area. Cause I think maybe, maybe cause it's like not that intense a hike. Eh, I don't know. That's just how it, how it always seemed to me. And, uh, I was walking my dog through or my friend's dog and got stopped by a dog agent scout. Like this dude. And there was, and he had a woman with him also <laughs> stopped me and was like, I'm sorry, your dog. Um, and this is a pit bull by the way, which okay. I was about is, to ask what kind of dog. Yeah. Not an exclusive breed, not right. a like hard defined kind of dog. You know, there, there's plenty of them in LA. And he was like, your dog is, that is a great, great looking dog. Um, also a very poorly trained dog, by the way, this would be, she, she would have been terrible on any set. He's like, have you thought about putting her in, <laughs> I, I, in my memories asked if I thought about putting her in pictures. He might not have been that old timey, but I was like, is this a scam? What is that? And I was like, I'm sorry, this is not my dog. I can't say yes to this. And he was like, she's just so, um, can I give you this card and you give it to, to the owner? Do you think the owner will be interested? And I was like, I really have no idea. I have never even heard of this. Um, and gave me the business card and I took it home and gave it to my friend Becky. I was like, someone wants to represent your dog. That is the most scouting I have ever been <laughs> involved with and the most stupid LA, whether it was a scam or not. Stupid LA bullshit. That's tremendous. Isn't that weird? I've never heard of a dog scout. I would like the dog, uh, the job of dog scout, though. I think that would be lovely. Oh my god! Yeah, if you could pay your rent on scouting dogs, that would be amazing. That means I just have a job where I have to look at dogs yeah. all day. You just and yeah, you interact with them, and and like you're you're an authority on it because we're always asking the question, "Who's a good boy?" Right. You get to decide. Yeah. You are a good boy. And they all or are. Or girl. Right. Whatever oh, you know, whatever. why push gender on a dog? <laughs> that, that, that's not their thing. No. Um. Anyway, yes. So that's my my, my typical <laughs> response when I see a dog I like, which is all dogs, which is to stop and I I salute and I say thank you for your service to our country. Yes, that's the right attitude to have. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I spent the day today working in an office with a dog and you don't want to say that you get less work done with a dog there because you want everybody to allow dogs in offices. But every meeting from everybody, the, the, the people very much in charge, the people just there to get lunch orders, all of them would be like, so anyway, oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you and your little face. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, yeah, so what we need to do in the second act of the, who's got a nose? Who is it? Uh, and it was the best. It was the best. It's you. Have <laughs> you have a little nose on your face. <laughs> oh, oh, he likes me. Like who it, who gets picked by the dog mm -hmm. becomes very important. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> dog noticed me is a category of feeling that I have from time to time. That dog just looked right at me. It yeah. saw me. Yeah. I think I find it so strange, the idea that like people have relationships with stranger dogs and not with straight. Like if you see somebody walking down the street with a dog, you're like, that is a stranger. And the dog, you're like, he gets me. Do you ever feel bad when you do that? Like when you, yes, uh, somebody's coming all in the, the time. dog and you look right at the dog and you're like, hey. Yeah. And then d I that... try to like be like, hey, look at the person. Yeah. Make them, make some eye contact. And a lot of times they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I yeah. know. Uh, 
You have to give them the nod, like, good job, way to have a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You lucked out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if someone has, like, a very attractive partner. Yeah. They're like, hey, way to go. <laughs> I'm going to try that. That'll be great. <laughs> with people with uh, attractive partners or yeah. dogs? Uh, uh, partners, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You really landed one there. <laughs> All right, the next song is yours. Uh, great. So in thinking through the high school football movie, it's also a high school movie, right? So you have to have the ups and downs of those relationships. And I thought, uh, Anna, our star quarterback, there's a lot of pressure on her. Mm -hmm. And also she's been focused on football, mostly focused on football, obviously for a long time. This wasn't just last year. She started a dad who's like, I'm you're living my dream. Mm -hmm. And then she's got a town that like you're living our dream. So Mm -hmm. part of Mm -hmm. that is like, yeah, I like football. I'm good at football and it's fun, but I'm still a kid. Like I'm figuring myself out. So we, we need to have the moment where the teenager falls in love again playing with playing with the tropes a little bit like she's gonna she's gonna go to the skating rink Mm -hmm. this movie takes place in i don't know when the the 80s but maybe it's it's uh yeah anachronistic i I feel like we can just jumble i cannot write teens now because it's all phones yeah i don't know how they they do they must hang out they just hang out online, right? Yeah. They, do they go to a place? Do they go? No, they 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 ride in T birds and go to Sonic and things. I right? think they don't. They oh. you know, that was like they would go to mall. Like we went to malls. We went to skating rinks. Oh, we again yeah. waited in line for roller coasters. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. So I don't know how you would if I was trying to create characters that fell in love and. <sighs> yeah. I got it. Well, in in this version, I thought, well, she let's let's send her to a skating rink, and then she looks up, and then and then and then we cue the this song and and perfect lights on 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 this girl, and she just is like, holy shit, that girl is amazing, she's everything, and then and then we get this song, which is Electric Lady by Janelle Monae. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. When I first heard this song uh, a few years ago, when it came out. Um, it just immediately, I was like, yes, roller skate song. That's a yeah. whole nother playlist. Like, I almost felt like I could do uh, like four hours on just roller skate music. Me too. That is all over the map. And I thought this, it's sort of disco. Maybe the disco. It's the disco. Yeah, yeah that's it's the four it on the floor. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, that's, that's, I'm like moving as I would roller yeah. skate. Foot, foot, roll, roll, bounce, yeah. bounce. I don't know. Um, yeah, absolutely. But like super rock and roll also like early guitar, like 80s, 70s guitar rock also fit that. Like I, I think the, in my mind, the pinnacle of, of skate, uh, skating rink music was I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Like oh, if really? I hear that song and it just, because when I'm in that skating rinks like played. in the early 80s, that was being played so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to think what, what, I don't, I don't know what mine would be, but I do know I have the same thing that. I'll hear a song and be like, that's a roller skating song. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That fits that. EXO, when you talk about roller coasters, like uh, Beyonce's EXO mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like a, is a, is a, just a lovely, like, and you could play that for all skate or couple skate. Yeah. Either way. Oh, yeah. You can, with the with the disco ball lights going and the lights are down a oh, little bit, yeah. and you're like, this is the most romantic thing that has ever happened in my 13-year-old life. Yep. And 12-year-old Jeffrey Kerner, like, I'm going to get a Dr. Pepper now. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, okay, okay. He doesn't like me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but I love, I love music like that because it instantly transports me to that, 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 real volatile up and down feelings like if i hear this song or if i hear xo or i hear something that kind of fits into that realm i it really does it makes me feel like 
it makes me feel hopeful. It just hmm. makes me feel sort of like anticipatory that, yeah, potential. That, yeah, the, yeah, the 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 whatever things that happen in your brain when you feel young and in love, like that stuff, the, the that triggers that memory for me. That that nostalgia for that feeling is a really neat thing, and I, I love music like that. Yeah, I like to, uh, or I think of it as, um, uh, I do music like drugs. Yeah, like when I want to f- feel a feeling. I don't know what drug to take, but I know what song to listen to. Yeah, that's and it'll good... do the same sort of like, ooh, like I almost feel like things being unlocked in my spine and like, ah, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I really just chilled out into this vibe. <laughs> um, so if we've got a spotlight on her with this Janelle Monáe song, um, I think like our, they got to get together. Yeah, They've got to go around the, the, the roller rink a couple times. So my next song, uh, brand new, just came out. Wow. Patience by Tame Impala. And this feels like magic. It does feel like magic. She's like, I am the one that was picked. Oh my God, this is working out. This is so air supply. And I'm oh, wait, wait for it to... Yeah, got that disco beat. We're like, we're like hand in hand, side by yes. side, but jitterbug. Uh, yeah. Mo- Everybody else disappears. Yeah. It's just the, it's just the two of you and the, and going around holding hands. Exactly. Somehow able to do tricks that you don't know. You can't do those tricks, but the way you feel, you're doing the tricks. Somehow in this like old anachronistic, like West Texas skating rink, they have a follow spot as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which <laughs> yeah. is really great. Yeah. And suddenly you're in like matching do the hustle pantsuits also. <laughs> And the floor lights up in spots. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited that uh, Kevin Parker is back. Uh, with He's been producing for so many different people over the past years and since the last Tame Impala album. So I'm very excited. Um, I am, uh, and I will probably do this throughout the episode, is I'm super unfamiliar with Tame Impala. Uh, that's cool. That's fine. There's There's way too much. I mean, I work at TV, mostly. There's way too much TV to watch. And there's like 8 billion times as much music. Mm-hmm. So like I myself will have like little pockets of music that I discover and know about and like some things that branch off from there. And then I'll move to the next one. And, the, and you know, so there's tons of stuff that, I, that I've got blind spots about and don't yeah. know and should have because that band was right next to this other one. And this one had just happened to have dropped into more recently... I yeah. guess. And so I'm like, oh, this is all so cool. Um, and yeah. It's I, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of got into Team of Follow through one of their side projects, which I've talked about on this podcast too many times, this band called Pond uh, that I like a lot. That they're, they're one of these bands that like their members would like kind of shift around and now we're a different band and it's still us, but we're in different roles or we've we've decided this is our side project and we got a different vibe to it so yeah i like pond a lot pond has a new album out i'm not as excited about oh no yeah but their last one i like a whole lot you know those those feelings that it'll 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 turn a corner later exactly uh, 
Um, I had this artistic process. Right. You got to go through what you got to go through. Believe in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this. Fe- I have this hard time with it. With like not following pop culture on like the old ways of following pop culture, which is there's a top forty radio station mm-hmm. and everything, and so I get things off the internet. But I'm in such like tiny pockets of social media that sometimes people share something on Bandcamp, but it might be a huge artist like Solange's Bandcamp page, and mm-hmm. I understand that Solange is enormous. But sometimes I miss that. Also featured on that Janelle Monae song. Right. And so I have these moments of like not understanding. So I remember like probably like seven or eight years ago turning to somebody and being like, "Um, have you heard of Lana Del Rey? And everyone just kind (laughs) of stared at me. Lana Del Rey is one of my big blind spots. I I totally have. Don't know much about it. Right. Yeah. Still haven't cracked into it. Yeah. And you don't realize like, oh, these people are selling out arenas. I had no idea. I'm so sorry. Yes. Yeah. And that's true. I think... To a degree of like all kinds of people, even the people who really are new on the major scene, like they already have huge followings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Billie Eilish is one that I've just uh, recently known about. Yeah. Yeah. Billie Eilish, I have this uh, similar thing. I did Bonnaroo with her last summer and like we were put on a panel together. So I was like, oh, this, look at her. I'll help her out by listening to her set. She seems nice. Her mom's (laughs) cute. Um, And then she was like big enough to be playing Bonnaroo. Mm -hmm. But even since then, she's gotten huge and did like a week of shows here in LA. And I still was like, oh, look, my little pal's doing some, oh, wait, no, she is a very big deal now. (laughs) Okie doke. She's got her own section at Hot Topic. That is true. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, yeah. I know she sold out Radio City Music Hall like in an hour. Yeah. Yeah, that's tremendous. Yeah. Um, Kids. Kids. They're doing stuff. (laughs) Good for them. <laughs> this is what happens when you go to Sonic and you're and your T bird. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you get your your uh, tater tots and you have a dream. <laughs> Next song to you. Where are we going with okay, this story? Okay, so so I feel like one of the other tropes of the uh, I think one of the other elements that you have in any football movie is you have crosstown high school. Mm, the and, bad guys. Yeah, the bad guys, and they're the ones that are kind of entitled. They're they're dickwads. They're jerks. Like yeah. we hate them. Are and, they rich kids? Yeah, they're uh, they're rich kids, or they're or they're. Uh, I think yeah, I think in this case you have kind of maybe like entitled, uh, maybe higher higher middle class sort of sort of people. If this is a West Texas town, there might yeah. not be as much up and down like in a big city, but. Um, yeah, but they they're they're just full, they're bullies and they're full of themselves and they're cocky. But maybe part of that is also just they're under the same pressure mm-hmm. that the other people are, and maybe it's that. Oh, you're being too understanding for have a no, to have I, a real bad guy. Yeah, you won't yeah, let him I be mean, bad, Jeffrey. That's Come right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, so I I uh, so I thought like okay, so we're hanging out at Sonic or the mall or wherever kids uh, Barnes and Noble wherever hot places. <laughs> it's definitely kids, not Barnes Staples, and Noble. Staples, and yep, they're at Office Depot in front of the Staples, um, and hanging out. And this is where the cool kids hang out on a on a on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's real fun. And and these guys show up and they're and they're in their they're in their Dodge Durango. Ugh. Ugh. And they're in their Dodge. What? Dodge Durango, that's like an SUV. What's the Dodge Charger? That's what oh, I was saying. The oh, Dodge okay. Charger. Well, now, now they're kind of cool guys. I don't know. <laughs> they're soccer moms is the thing. They're ta- yeah, they're ta- that was what, yeah. what a bunch of jerks. <laughs> Get out of that s- suburban. <laughs> Taking their sisters to soccer practice. Grand then Jeep Cherokee. Forget it. And then we roll up, but they listen to kind of like loud, obnoxious music. But in this case, like this song is loud and obnoxious, but in sort of a meta, silly way. And it's, uh, I wish this song was louder by Electric Six. The need to turn it up is overwhelming. <laughs> 
can't sit still anymore. I want to break things with my hammer. Ooh, they're like the... <laughs> Trevor, um... I start a little more. Uh, uh, Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yeah. The, what was it, like, Nightmare Mayhem Band? No, it wasn't Mayhem. Nightmare Mayhem. It, it was that, that snake band. They were the bad guy band. Because in Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas, they're going to be in a... Um, a battle of the bands uh-huh. with another critter band, and they were like the the something nightmare band, and I, I feel like they were this level of like, oh, we're mean guys <laughs> yeah. doing mean stuff. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the thing, and there there's something like uh, to play with the trope. Like I said, the word bullies, but maybe they're not bullies. They're more just like tough, aggressive kids, right? Yeah. Like, but they're um, the world. Yeah, they're who were who our every man every woman here is up against yeah um but maybe they're 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 paper tigers right like maybe there's something in, in the movie that we kind of maybe unf- you know kind of see through them a little bit so that's why i was there thinking about that no song bad. this song sounds tough but it ultimately is just somebody struggling they, they, i just want the song to be louder that's it. <laughs> like ultimately that's what the song feels like it's about i don't know them how did you find this uh i the um I don't remember where I first heard this song, but uh, I, I mentioned it to somebody that I was like, I heard this song and it just cracked me up. And uh, <laughs> oh, I told Joseph that. And he's like, I think that's Electric Six. And I looked them up and they were famous for the song Gay Bar. I want to take you to a gay, gay bar. bar. Yeah. yeah. And they, flipping through some of their stuff, I was familiar with a little bit with them. Most of their songs are meaningless mm-hmm. ultimately they just sound like they're just we like rock and roll and we're just going to have fun with we're it. gonna make and some stuff we're gonna make some stuff and uh i don't love all of their music it just kind of feels like it, it feels very like uh it feels a little nihilistic male but mm-hmm. it's uh, uh but sometimes songs like that just really touch the right nerve for me and i just love them yeah yeah i I've been making some music with uh, some of the guys I used to work with on the Late Late Show, uh, the guys from the band, and our kind of aim going into it was, let's just make some dumb stuff. Let's just make some dumb stuff that we finish and see what happens instead of like, let's make really good music. Because if you go into something being like, let's make really good music, I don't know how anybody could ever do that. No, I feel like that's such a, a terrible thing to go into any artistic endeavor with. Like, this needs to be great. Mm-hmm. This needs to be really, really good. Yeah, like, this needs I, to say all of the things that I possibly have to say. Like, well, no, you, you'll be paralyzed yeah. forever. But if you can say, I wish this song was louder. That's perfect. Easy. <laughs> yeah, I understand the main character's motivation in this song <laughs> entirely. I just wish it were louder. Mm-hmm. Um, I did hear those guys in an interview one time. And they mentioned that song and they were talking about trying to write mostly meaningless songs just so people can have, it's just fun. Like we're trying to have fun. It's great fun. He was like, I guess that song ultimately is just about like, it's about a a race of birds that take over the earth and and he just bows down to him and it's like okay I, I i praise you now birds and he's he just said you know it just he just can't avoid in in any industry like getting away from like the corporate overlords and as long as the co- corporate overlords let me rock i'm fine yeah. this will be cool i just want to rock uh, i so uh, i'm uh, I, I give way to you corporate overlord birds yeah, is what I, we're saying that's right if you can make the song louder this will be great perfect well i feel like so when she's had this encounter she is, uh, I think, probably, like, normally would be um, frustrated in some way, somewhat humiliated, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and s- maybe kicking some rocks around, 
Uh, and just like that moment of like, why? Why am I always up against this thing? Um, and so I put for that uh, Wish You Would by Mickey Blanco and Princess Nokia. Fuck what you think. You bitches want to get it, you can get it from a skirt. You niggas want to feel it, fuck what I saw, wish you would. You think you gon' hit, but you is not getting shit. You think you gon' hit, but you is not getting shit. You bitches want to get it, you can get it from a skirt. Because I want her to be, she's a little, she's like amped up, she's a little frustrated, but she's also cool as hell. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's that bitch Blanco, smooth cat. This is great. Yeah, it's cool, right? This is right. Yeah, this is right, right where I I need to be musically. I. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? I just like this is the kind of music that I like gravitate towards. I like something that has a strut to it, or mm-hmm. something that has a you know a disco or a disco feeling to it, or something. There's I don't I don't know. I've never really done the the music genome of myself, but I. Uh, um, yeah, well, that and I think fantastic. that also changes. It does. I think, you know, like you go through, at least for me, I go through eras yeah. of like, oh, yeah, I'm really into that. Like, I want things that sound like tinkly and then like uh, uh, delicate. Or, and then I'll be like, yeah, I want things that sound like stomping around. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't, that's not even like going through phases within a day. That's like for months, I will be seeking out stomping around music. And for years, I'll want the tinkly stuff. But, you know. Um, I do remember on one of our early tours when we made the foolish decision of like just doing the whole thing in a 23 foot Sprinter van. Uh, the whole tour? Yeah. Uh, it was two months. It was madness. We were all, everyone was How nearly many? dead. Uh, well, it was, the core was eight people. Um, but it, it rose to at one point, I think we had 13 on the tour, um, on the, in the van, Jesus. like touring with us. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it was, of, that's, that's shoulder to shoulder. It was a fun crew. Um, yeah, but, but still, but you want to stretch your legs you a little need bit. To stretch your legs. Um, but I remember I was parking a 23 foot windowless sprinter van <laughs> on a curved driveway in front of an Atlanta hotel, parallel mm-hmm. parking it. And basically, whoever's music mix was on uh, Azalea Banks's 212 was playing, <laughs> which is the, most, it's the most aggressive song I've <laughs> ever heard in my whole life. And uh, I was like, ah, I'm fueled now. This is great. This will help me park. This is focusing me. I will destroy this. What did the hotel think? Um, I, I, I landed it. It took me. Yeah. It was not a, 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 a three point Mm-hmm. Parallel parking job. It was probably double digits, but I did it. How many tours have you done at this point? Oh, tour. Well, I mean, do it, you do like tour, or you're just like we're gonna go off do a couple we shows here do, and there? We do like uh, between two. And this and is Night Vale. Yes? Night Vale. Welcome Night. to Night Vale live shows. We do between two and four weeks at a time, um, and then we'll do touring for of a single. We'll write a. We'll write the script and then take it out on tour, oh. and then we'll try and hit as many places as we can we get to all the regular bigger cities in the u.s and we'll do a europe tour if we can get to australia we like to do that but that's wow. not always a thing we can do but uh yeah and then so we'll hit about we'll do between like 60 to 80 shows in a, in a year or so and we usually break it up into like three or four tours um yeah. i don't go on all the tours anymore because i realized at a certain point like oh i don't have to like yeah. there are people that can do these jobs and they do an awesome job you can stay it. home and write or i can stay home and write stay mm-hmm. home with my wife um right. yes, yeah yes, yes. live and, your life uh, and live my dream of someday having a dog where i'm not traveling all the time mm-hmm. and can raise a dog yeah um yeah that's my my issue also oh so yeah. sad dog baron yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I like this as a as a as a as a song in, in the in the playlist and the imaginary film of this. That yeah, you you create that toughness in mm-hmm. a person like you have that yeah, but uh, the, but also like a resilience. But it's that, cool. Like, all right, you can try to knock me down, but yeah. I'm it's not going to work. Yeah, I'm going to come back up. It's I got my defeat- own thing. Yeah, it's not defeated, but it's also not glorious. It's also it's it's a thing of like I'm 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 dealing with some feelings, but I I'm gonna. I'm going to punch them out. I'm going to do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to use them, not let them eat up my insides. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um so Which, moving on. Well, speaking, speaking of, of eating out uh eating the insides out. <laughs> yeah, um hi. Um uh, There's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. That's right. <laughs> um but yeah, speaking of like uh emotions eating you from the inside. But there are I think when it comes to as a teenager when it comes to love, that's probably more than anything the part that is um, that that can like bring a really cocky kid down. Um, anyways, in this scene, I, in, in this idea, in this song, I, I had the idea of you have to have the confrontation with the dad because the dad is making the kid live out his dream of being a sports superstar. So it, and, she'll never be good enough, right? She'll never be good she'll enough. Never live up to the dream, and it's so hard and it's so tough. And but then she just—it's hard because it's dad, and it's like I can't stand up for myself, and he thinks she's spending too much time with her girlfriend and she just doesn't stand up for herself and her girlfriend is mad at her and her girlfriend, they, they get in a fight. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to stand up to him because now it affects me because he thinks you're spending too much time with me and like, you got to live your life. And she's like, I don't know if I can. And they have a huge fight and like maybe kind of like sort of break up or mm-hmm. think maybe it will happen again. And then we cut to, they're both alone in their own bedrooms and just they're feeling sad and wish they could have made the relationship work. So we get the song, this cover song of The Promise by Sturgill Simpson. Mm-hmm. You, friend, don't look too strange. I love this, and uh, it makes me want Sturgill Simpson to like cover all of my new wave ballad favorites, yes. or just just all the new wave favorites. Yes. I mean, imagine his true. Oh my god. <laughs> I, um, I feel like who did who did that? Was it Paul Anka that had like ten or fifteen years ago did like a whole cover of like contemporary songs? So he covers mm-hmm. True, yeah, um, but like all big band style, oh, and that's um, and he does uh, which um, which Nirvana song was it? Um, I forget which one. But anyways, uh, oh he uh, yeah um, he he uh, I forget. Anyways, whatever. But he it's, it's great. He converts <laughs> all these wonderful songs into into big band. Uh, but Sturgill like really takes that song to a yeah. really high emotional level, and you hear his voice almost bottom out so much that it's inaudible. Yeah. And then later in the song, like when he really hits the chorus, like it is so so perfect tenor, so shouty, so emotional. It's really great. Yeah, and I. I I love his style that it's, it's like, there's some of that, like some country feels like it is um, a performance Mm -hmm. and this, there's just such an authenticity to his his stuff. Um, I, I saw him do this at Bonnaroo and it was interesting to realize, to look around and realize I was one of the only people who knew it was a cover. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's not just because the original is, is old. It's also because he owns it so hard. It does feel like this is an original creation. Um, And I think I've mentioned this before about uh, covers. I think that it's, it is, it does come from really having an emotional intention in it. Um, Both one that honors the original emotions, but also is just your own. Like Mm -hmm. that 
when when people cover songs and they just sing the words, even if they execute them flawlessly, technically, you know, it's you hit all the notes, you do it right, it can feel hugely empty um, if it doesn't have that emotional core, which usually is inherent if someone is singing their own song or a song that they have chosen as their own, you know, maybe someone else wrote for them or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think this is a super successful cover. Yeah, he did such a, it's weird hearing the original, I don't remember the band I love that it. Oh, it's, it when in Rome. Yeah, uh, when you hear the original, it, uh, wherever I heard it last. <laughs> it's so fast. It's so fast. Yeah. <laughs> it is like when, yeah, when you get in somebody's car and you realize they listen to podcasts at 1.5 speed and you're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Nobody talks as fast. I did not know that was such a thing. Someone who was saying to me recently that every podcast she listens to uh, dude podcasts like that. Like women talk fast enough. Men don't talk fast enough. And oh, so she, got, she has to speed them up. <laughs> um, can I tell you the greatest email we ever received? Yes, for, please. At, uh, Night Vale Presents. Uh, so we have our Joseph and I started this network of podcasts. And one of the shows he does with John Darniel of the Mountain Goats called I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats. <laughs> and in it, uh, they just go song by song through uh, one of John's albums and talk about the song. And then they really just kind of it's not really about the mountain goats. It's just about the creative process. Yeah. And it's just fun to hear two creators talk about that. Anyways. Um, but then they play the song, and then and then they had uh, they would have an artist cover that song, and then they would play the original. So it's interesting to hear other artists take on John's stuff. All of that being said, is there's two moments where a full song is played in each episode, and somebody wrote us saying, "I listen to podcast episodes at 1.5 speed, uh, but when it gets to the song, it speeds up the song as well. Can you release a version where you play the song at whatever percent speed, so that those of us who listen at 1.5 speed can hear the song at normal speed?" That's such a uh, that's such a wild request. On the one hand, it's such good problem solving. <laughs> Of that person being like, this is a way to fix it. You just slow the song down and then it's all consistent. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, you're listening to it weird. Yeah. That's not the intended way. And, and That's also, like saying, like, look, I watch my TV upside down. So I would really appreciate if you would start broadcasting um, the uh, the closed captioning upside down. Because sometimes I like to read it. Like, what? What? what you've you? made a you've made a specific choice. You know that. It's also such an easy button on most yeah. podcatchers to switch back to yep. one time speed. You're like, oh, they're playing the song. Let me pause it. Go to one yeah. time speed. That's a race car driver. Wrote that in. <laughs> They are high intensity. Cannot be, cannot stop for a moment. Nope. They're zooming around the track. They'll lose the race if they do that. Uh, that is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so you have, at this point, uh, you've been a, uh, a weird New York theater guy. Mm -hmm. You're, you've been a, uh, a podcast uh, impresario and creator um, uh, the term is tycoon oh i'm sorry uh, podcast tycoon <laughs> oh wow I, I really hope you have spats yeah I do. Um, and a cigar it's great what's next jeffrey uh oh and also a novelist yeah we, uh, yeah we wrote we wrote some books we're writing we have a third one that's supposed to be turned in and um <laughs> uh, yeah I, i'm working on some other projects i have another show called within the wires that i co-write another fiction show that i co-write with my friend janina and uh, that's been a lot of fun, and we're working on uh, also adapting that into a book. And uh, I, I'm trying to teach myself screenwriting too. I'm trying mm -hmm. to uh, I'm trying to pitch it as a film as well. Cool. And so at some point in time, uh, I would like to do that. But I would like to write it, and I'm trying to learn how to write screenplays. 
I, I have full faith in you that you I'm can. I'm going to figure it out. It seems very, very, very similar, similar to writing other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, it uses the same language that mm-hmm. I've been using so yeah. far. English mostly? Yeah, mostly English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 so cool, cool. That's been good. What is it? What, is, what do you? It feels like there are, like, the pathways that you have chosen are not the uh, the main streets, you know? Like you, you didn't come in and write a movie and write it and, and pitch a sitcom. No, like you pick the side roads here. <laughs> we, what is what is the what's the thing that draws you? Um, I mean, I think so. Joseph and I were very lucky in that I think we hit podcasting at a very sp- specific time, and we were doing something sure. that nobody had was doing at that time. So it was nice to sort of be first. I mean, that's not to say we had that any. Anybody of any quality, if they had just written the, the first fiction podcast, would well, yeah. have been successful. I mean, did successful. you have like instant success where people? It it took a few months, but like so that's a few months of you being. I just love doing this. I'm yeah. gonna keep it up. First couple episodes were like 50 listeners, which uh, honestly, I really do think was the grand total number of friends that we shared. <laughs> and um, but you know, we start telling people about it on Twitter and Facebook and whatever, and it starts growing and growing, and it grew steadily, and then it just kind of hit a breaking point about a year in. And then it became really huge, and we got a lot of phone calls. People were like, "You should have an agent. Uh, you should, uh, you should uh, come talk to us about a TV show. You should talk to us about doing books." And we went the path of like really focusing on doing tours uh, because mm-hmm. we're theater kids, and that made a lot of sense. And also, and you know, it's really hard to make money at podcasting. Like we have a <laughs> couple of shows on our network that actually can, mm-hmm. um, but others, it's just it's 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 just not there. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's really tough. And and we found. What that are you it, talking about? My mansion is <laughs> built on this adless podcast. I do. And so yeah, we've taken this thing of like you know we've been granted something really lucky, uh, which is the ability to come at. Come at it with having already made something that is well known. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think now it's the, that feeling of like, well, if my agent was telling me, she was like, if you have something to pitch, let me know. I will get you something. And I'm like, that is a thing like seven years ago. I didn't have any way of knowing how to say, how do you pitch something? And now I have somebody who said, let me help you pitch a thing. And I'm like, I should be using this. I should be getting off my lazy butt. And also my, my, uh, my self-loathing butt, right? They, all the thing where you're like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not big good old enough dummy. to do this. Yeah. Like Joseph did all the work. No, I'm not really any good at you're this. exactly and, who does it. Yeah. And like, so this, you, we are the type of people who make the things. Why not make the and things? And you do the things. So that's really the focus. And that's why I'm trying to be like, I, I should be using this for making more stuff. I'm a full-time writer. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've always wanted to be. And very few people get to be that. And uh, so then even fewer of those get to be that and then don't. <laughs> so I should be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I do feel like um, like you have, uh, you need to be interested. Yeah. Like you can't just, I think there's this idea that if you're a writer or if you want to create things like, uh, you know, the, the old writers write like what a glib bunch of bullshit. <laughs> right. I mean, yes, of course, writers write, but also you need to not only be inspired, but like excited Yeah. to write that. Th- and even when you are, it's hard. Like, you're still like, I only wrote half a page, but I want to get up and get a coffee. Um, I have to be nailed to this. And I I think that uh, you have followed the places that inspire you and make you feel excited into interesting places. Yeah. Instead of just what what is the the obvious choice what is the the known and what is the what should i be writing like it's also like with acting any kind of performing i feel like you walk into a room 
like when you're trying to get a, a job in the industry, you walk into a room and you're like, what do these people want me to be? Yeah. What, what, what kind of character do they, do they want it to be? What kind of story do they want to tell? Instead of like, what's the thing I really want to do? And that will like give you energy make, to, to see it through. And then especially when you get to do that in front of people who are reflecting back at you, like, yes, we like this too. We get it. Like when you take it on the road. Um, and so I think that that's while, as I said, not the main street, those are the side streets and zigzaggy, like creatively, it's a very productive way to work. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think for me, it has always been, uh, I think it's always just been fear, right? It's it's been the thing of like, uh, you know, imposter syndrome is a is a topic that comes up a lot, and it, it it it's not quite that with me. Like, I don't feel like I'm fake. I, I feel like in in my most logical sense, I know that I'm good at what I do, uh, good enough to be and wh- wherever I am. But I there's also a feeling of like I just don't think I can share this. Like, I would rather like undermine myself before I even start. Because like, if I'm not capable of doing something, then then I've got an easy route out of this. Yeah, then it wasn't my fault. Yeah. It was it was impossible from the very beginning. Yeah. Of course I didn't do the impossible thing. I also didn't fly to work. Right. Yeah. Um, That's not a failure. That's just fact. Right. It's like a, Jillian and I will watch a lot of Chopped um, like before bed. And <laughs> this isn't a, so a, a basket worth making. Right. Well, uh, I've it's no- an impossible basket. Jillian pointed out somebody uh, one time, she's like, I noticed that some people like in the first round will... Um, it seems like they deliberately leave an ingredient out hmm. because they don't want to they want to get cut hmm. based off of an error rather than cut based off of their food wasn't good enough. Wow. And I always thought, "Oh, that I uh I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> this is just like, um, but th- yeah, I th- just thought that was such an astute point of, uh, and now when I watch it and people do that, sometimes I just look for that sign. I look for my face in their face of like <laughs> your own fear of being judged by anybody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. It's super scary. Huh? Yeah. Speaking of scare, I don't remember where we oh. are at the story. I have to check my notes. Okay, okay, okay. Back to the playlist, though. So uh, they're upset with each other. And then I believe, skipping to your next point, they are going to go to a party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that I like to think that they see each other outside of this party mm-hmm. um, on their way in and kind of are like, okay, I'm like... It all falls away, and they're like still into each other. Um, and I put in uh, "Curious" by Haley Kiyoko. Yeah. I need We're gonna have fun at this party. This is, like, this is a house party where they've they've bought full on like uh, stage lighting equipment. There's yeah. like spinning. Why spinning is it LEDs. always like that? Yeah. I've never. I've been to like some house parties where they like somebody had a couple colored bulbs. Yeah, that's about it. 
But in movies, oh yeah, yeah. There's like there's all kinds of spinning lights. There's like there's always a uh, everybody's always having conversations on stairs. I've never yeah. seen that in a real house. No, that's party. weird. He, he stand on the floor. Yeah, he, and don't talk like to people like that. Up the stairwell, mm-hmm. like they're watching the the actual uh, yeah. main characters go down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse you. Yeah, like no, no, no. I like the idea too. The song like suggests uh, there's a maturity to the the quality of like what what this dance party would be suggested in that song that I, that immediately brought like, Oh, somebody, somebody like their theater guy, like totally like set them up with great lighting and a, and a good sound <laughs> equipment. And like, we have this, we have this idea of high school is going to take over some kid's house, uh-huh. you know, some farmhouse at these like, now I want old this bumpkin. theater kid to have been involved in this whole story. Yeah, He's like yeah. her weird theater kid friend who's like oh i hate football but hey check out this uh, stagecraft magazine i just got a new copy of no he's also like the starting running back on the team too oh, like, yeah, yeah this is this man is, we're crossing so many boundaries yeah. there are no boundaries in this high school no, we're, we're setting up tropes and then we're just smashing mm-hmm. them yeah, yeah. like yeah. um the jocks are the nerds that's right <laughs> um and i think uh but, but rather than the old the old idea of the cliche of the high school party where they the kids like trash the house mm-hmm. where they're all like drunk and laying in the they lawn. They improve it. They're like, like, really, this love seat should be by the window. Let's oh, get it there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that would be amazing. There's got to be some kid in the group that's like a feng shui expert or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, they, be... they queer eye the uh, the, the oh, queer eye the hell out of that. It'd be so good. Um, yeah, I, I really love that. That I, I like that there's like kind of a control to this. That we're mm-hmm. not we're not all like methed and and beard out here and, and vomiting downstairs like people are handling themselves to me it also sounded it to it, it sounds very teen high school pop music like we're just we're just having fun like yeah. it's yeah uh yeah, that, that's what yeah, i put it on it feels really good yeah i really like that a lot Thank that, yeah that's beautiful i don't know who's that artist again. uh Haley kyoko um she was like a kid star and then sort of transitioned into this and um yeah, she's got, got a few albums out um she, i think she's pretty pretty great for yeah. for your your pop yeah it's good um pop. yeah and she also does a lot of she has a lot of songs about um not about being queer i can't i'm not quite sure exactly what how how she defines herself sexually mm-hmm. but it's not just straight like yeah. she's got like girls girl on girl songs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which i thought was also apropos sure so. that's so great yeah um well for the the next song i was sort of playing under the idea of like because I, I love that and then i also like that you, you you need sort of in any kind of buddy movie especially a high school movie i think there's like a song that brings everyone together in some way mm-hmm. and i was kind of leaning your hard barn burner your barn barn burner but just something that feels fun like it just displays camaraderie and this was a song I'd just been listening to a lot lately, and it just seemed like a song that if you were in a car full of friends that we would all be like, let's totally sing this chorus because it's got this beautiful yodel chorus. So maybe at the party they're all singing, it comes on late at night, or maybe the drive home, something like that. Uh, but this is, um, I don't know if we'll get the chorus on this or not, but if, if we can jump to the chorus somehow, uh, this is Bad Case of the Blues by Linda Martell. love the yodel that she has it's just so she's such a beautiful voice and i just thought that's a moment where everybody this is a song that's kind of in the background but then everyone hits that part and they're like oh my god i don't have no pitch <laughs> i just think it's such a fun song and i only heard this song for the first time last year when i was listening to uh 
Cocaine and Rhinestones, oh, yeah, the yeah. podcast. And um, Belinda Martell just had this one album, and she uh, and I completely, you know, I completely understand that she just she had said in later interviews that she just she just was exhausted by the idea of touring. She was the first black woman to ever perform on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry, and uh, she was just there's such a beautiful voice, such a tremendous album, and. Uh, yeah, but the touring was just too much. She's like, I would like to have a life. I would like to have a kid. I'd like to kind of do some other things. And um, she went into education, and that's what she's done. She's still alive. That's what she's done her whole life since then. Wow. And uh, she contributed this one album with one of my favorite old country songs. Well, I, I love it in this context because I feel like it's this is the song that their parents listen to, mm-hmm. which means they're kind of, they're not bad kids. No. Like, they're not like, fuck my parents' music. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah. We all grew up with this. We like it, too. Um, not that it's bad to rebel against your parents. That doesn't make you a bad kid. But you know what I'm saying? Where they're, they're, they're kind of like, we grew up with this. This isn't our, like, we're the teens of the USA. We're breaking out of here. Right, you know? right. You're square musical, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's, I, I honestly, like, my experience around younger people, too, has been that, I don't feel like that that's how teenagers are at all, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that there is some sincerity in like, this music is fun. I'm mm-hmm. having fun. I'm not going to be ashamed that there's no such thing as like a guilty pleasure. I just, yeah. I enjoy this and I'm yeah. going to be cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, and I think it's a real wholesome party moment. Oh, wholesomeness. I like, but still party. I like my stories without conflict. <laughs> there, no, the bad kids were. Oh yeah, were bad for a reason. That's right. Um, so after this, we've got. So she's doing okay with her relationship. We know she's got her friends. Our our, mm-hmm. our QB. Yeah. QB one. Yeah. Is it? Um, QB one. <laughs> so she's got she's got her crew, but it's still that game. Yeah. That's what it was all about. Yeah. Got to get to this game. And I like to think, you know, we, we sure we're in this fantasy world where it's not a big deal that it's a girl quarterback. But come on, man, it it is. Um, and I like to think that um, someone told her that she, she couldn't do it. Maybe someone told her she couldn't play. Maybe your coach, maybe maybe somebody from the booster club oh, was like, no. that's not who we expect to see playing on our team. I got my my son. Randy should be QB. Whatever. She's yeah. again, she's up against a wall. She's she's tired of this bullshit. Or maybe it's the other team from the other school mm-hmm. is like, you just some girl. And she's like, yo, fuck all this. Yeah. Um and we get uh caught out here by Khalees. That's real good. Yeah. Um, and I like, I mean, obviously it's got this like raw emotion of that. I hate you so much right now, but it's also very controlled. Yeah. The beat and her, like the percussive way that she's singing. I, it, it's not an out of control at all song, even though that, that one part kind of feels out of control. It's, and it is. And I feel like that's the mindset that one would need to, 
do what this character needs to do. Yeah. It's, like, it's, you can be mad, but you got to have your shit in order and be ready for stuff. A, this is our, like, kind of epiphany where, where our main character is sort of figuring out, like, I have to solve this myself. Mm-hmm. This is the moment where the main character realizes they're the main character. And yeah. And they have to have agency and, and decision making. And, like, I will have to solve all the problems. No one will do this for me. That's a really interesting way of putting it when the main character realizes they're the main character. Yeah. That's like a that's like a moment I think people have in real life. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, this is oh, Yeah, I'm the star is, of my own movie." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um my friend Guy Branham has a book called uh, My Life as a Goddess. Mm-hmm. And it the the story that he tells in it that that it, it kind of uh, inspired, I guess that title um and inspired many parts of his life and choices he's made. Um I'm going, I cannot remember which goddess it is, but she was uh, get it, getting the business from some regular mortals. They were being real jerks to her. And in the story, uh, she, they're, they're harassing her. And then suddenly she, real, she remembered she was a goddess. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You could forget. You have to have, you have a moment where you're like, oh, shit, I am a goddess. And you can have that moment where you're like, this is my story. Yeah. I am making choices that are servicing other people or I'm like acting like someone else is going to show up and tell me what to do. This is my, st- I am the lead here. Yeah. I better be the fucking hero. It's remembering you have a mute button on Twitter. You're like, why am I engaging <laughs> oh, in this conversation? I didn't have to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, just today I was to, Talking about how I use the uh, the mute word function pretty liberally. Oh, okay. Um, I've I muted the word Trump years mm-hmm. ago. Good idea. Um, I'm I'm toying around with muting Mueller. Am I saying right? Yeah, Mueller? yeah. Because um, I'm like, this is not where I'm going to get good information. No. I am going to get franticness. I'm going to get people freaking out in every direction, and it doesn't help me. And it doesn't help me digest real information or well-researched or thought out information. So I would prefer to not to just have that not be in my feed and then go get that someplace else. Right. That's a good plan. That's, I haven't you. used that. I did see somebody bemoaning the, the, the idea of they were, they hadn't seen us yet mm-hmm. and they didn't know how to oh, mute yes. us. I've done that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can mute the hashtag. That helps a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, or you could you could quote us movie us space movie yeah. quotes, but yeah, it, it is it is difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I called my podcast "Cool Playlist." It's not something I can like Google and assume that I'm going to get hits about me oh, or yeah. the podcast. The, a um, lot of people have cool playlists. That's the uh, the naming a podcast thing is so interesting. Of uh, the one thing we learned uh, after Welcome to Nightville, the next podcast we made was Alice Isn't Dead, which Joseph wrote. And um, we, A? A. And what we realized <laughs> is like anytime it, it shows up on one of the compilation lists of here's some podcasts you should listen to, it was at the top. Yep. Every time. Like, yeah. That's the trick. Supposedly, that's why, that's how ZZ Top named themselves. Okay. That they knew they would be, you, the, you'd always you, find them at the very at back. The very, ZZ. Yeah. That makes total. This is the classic. Uh, I just remember as a kid, phone directories having AAA, mm-hmm. AAA, or AA auto service or whatever, and that was the reason. So you get at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. So I think we made a good playlist. Oh uh, yeah, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, uh, I think this works for the for the story. I think it's also a, just a banging playlist. It's a yeah. It's, it's, Use it for whatever you need it for. Um, it's a good bike ride. You can you can yeah. work out to this. Your, do your goat yoga listening to this with your AirPods in. If you need to say drive across 
country to move or something, yeah. you could do that, Play Jeffrey. You could do that. 110 times in a row? <laughs> yeah. Did she exactly. drive? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where, what, what do you want people to know about you? Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Happier Man and um, our, our podcast network, Night Vale Presents. We, Joseph and I just launched a brand new podcast on Friday called Start With This, where we talk about writing and then we give people assignments to go read something or listen to something. And then the other assignment is to go make something. And it's just a podcast not to tell you how to write, just a podcast to help you start writing. That's amazing. Yeah. So like prompts. It prompts. Gives that... you little prompts, little assignments, little short things. Sometimes they'll be a little longer, but just, yeah, you just got to start writing and hopefully this helps some people. I love it. Yeah. Get into it. Yeah, get into it. Wait, okay. We had to get back on. Yeah. Does she win the game? I'm going to say, Aristotle pointed out that we didn't say if she won the game. I'm going to say, on the one hand, that's not the point. Yeah. Doesn't matter if she wins the game. I love this like art house twist on the end where we never see the final score. All I'm we gonna do say is... that's the problem with both of our careers, though, Jeff. Right. <laughs> is that we go for the art house twist. Yeah. I mean We're like, what if we don't know if they survive the boat trip? Like I, 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 I like it. I, my, my thought was I think you could sell it under the idea that that, that it's banging music. Mm-hmm. They're having so much fun. They're running crazy trick plays. Yeah. And maybe mixed in the other team scores a little bit, but then our team is scoring last, and by the end everybody's just celebrating on the field, but you never see the final score. And people walk away thinking they won, and then later they're like, the real victory was just enjoying the game. I am I, I like it, and okay. I'm going to pitch it one further. I'm going to give it a, um, I'm going to give it an inception twist on here where I think we get down to a moment where, like, yes, all that stuff is happening where it's just like, oh, man, it's so much fun. That's what it's about. It's about being on a team together. It's about people caring about you. It's about having the energy of the people who love you in the crowd and knowing that your team is, is, is like, down for the count no matter what. And we get to the game-making play mm-hmm. where either the other team is going to win or we're going to catch this this toss yeah. and get that's a that's a good Catch, touchdown right that's, right, that's like a touchdown. special yeah. like okay whatever so we see the ball in the air spiraling and then we are out yeah oh did, fate, did fate, she catch did it? she catch it we does it does it even matter but we were having so much fun it's, it's the end you need it to be walking away yeah i like the last shot of like maybe her girlfriend and father like together like they finally yeah. Like I get it, and they're, and they're just cheering. Well, that's the yeah. most important thing. Like, yeah, we. So maybe the, yeah. it's so so it's spiraling. And maybe maybe you see rather than see anybody catch it, you just cut to them in the crowd, and they're like, yeah. And so like, okay, yeah, we know it 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 was caught. Yeah, but that was what mattered more than her catching it. Yeah. Or that that is the moment of that's the feeling of satisfaction. Yeah, just them cheering it. it on. You're like, they're just happy that this is even happening. Like the joy of watching a, a fun game yeah 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 i like it so um i don't so know if we answered the question a, but, is that uh, a good enough answer yeah we explored the question i like exploring okay now we're out okay bye <laughs> thank you for listening to cool playlist i'm eliza skinner you can follow me on twitter at, at eliza skinner you can follow the podcast at, at cool playlist pod you can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about and our patreon We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co-producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess and the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, and you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye. Bye.